nightmare for people that had to try to prepare for him because he, he had unique skills. Just go get the quarterback. I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in and had to go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Lights out. Back in the cornerback, it's just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the offensive players in one bag, and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football. Let's play some football. The pressure is on. This is Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You got to push yourself on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. my career no stranger to the star contact man reaches out into the dark vast expanses of space with radio technology finds signs of intellect brain power previously unbeknown to man or interstellar in which a man leaves behind his family legacy to surf among the stars and take a deep black hole dive in order to find sustenance to provide for a starving human race but in all my time on screen, these two eyes 
have never seen a collection of five stars quite as bright as those belonging to Arch Manning. Arch, welcome to Texas. You hear that? You feel that? That's Bebo knocking on your heart. He's always been in there, just waiting to come out. The era of M-A-N-I-N is now L-I-V-I-N. Owen, what arm does he throw with? His right, his right, his right. Hook him. Hello there, good morning, and welcome in to Off the Edge right here on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Joe Gaither and J.R. Moore hanging out with you guys for the next hour talking college football, college sports, and much, much more right here on Tide 100.9. When we get finished, we're going to kick it over to the Jay Barker Show 12-2. to 2. We'll hand it off to Ryan Fowler 2 until 6, Tide tonight 6-7, to 7, and then we'll close it on down with the Chuck Oliver Show right here on Tide 100.9. So keep it locked to Tide 100.9 for all day live and local sports coverage. want to thank Alabama Vintage for getting the program sponsored right there on University Boulevard on the Green Awning and go see them right there and for all your Alabama, Alabama apparel needs, for your hats, your T-shirts, your jackets, they'll get you all taken care of at Alabama Vintage. And the Alabama Vintage hotline will be open at 205-342-9904. Wanted to open the show the same way we opened the Gary Harris show with the uh, Matthew McConaughey welcome video of Arch Manning. Arch Manning yesterday, pretty much in the middle of the show, in the middle of the show, uh, announcing his commitment to, to the University of Texas. And we reacted for a little while all about that all on the Gary Harris show. I want to turn the conversation and turn the uh, turn the news to Bill Clark. You, know, you can read about it on TuscaloosaThread.com and on Tide109.com. Uh, UAB's UAB football coach since 2014. Since 2013, excuse me, uh, Bill Clark announced a surprise uh, retirement, a surprise stepping down, uh, taking a hiatus. He took over, excuse me, in 2014, uh, not 2013. But he announced on on his uh, social medias today that he's going to be stepping down from the University of uh, Alabama at Birmingham, the Blazers, um, after enduring some ba- uh, some back injuries. He said he has a chronic back injury that needs to have. Uh, I've been told I need to have a spinal fusion in his state. Statement on his social medias, having undergone a previous back surgery, extensive physical therapy, shots, and uh, chiropractic therapy, I have exhausted all my options. Due to the extreme physical demands placed on a head coach, it is clear to me it's time to pass the torch and try to get well. My man Mason Woods writing the report on the TuscaloosaThread.com. Uh, Bill Clark, longtime coach, began coaching in nineteen nineteen ninety at Piedmont High School, right here in Alabama. So he he is really, really been a part of been a prominent player in the state of in football in the state of Alabama. Uh, after just a couple seasons at Piedmont High School, he he, he coached right here at Tuscaloosa County High, uh, where he coached for a handful of years, and then uh, he he went on to coach uh, at South Alabama. 
defensive coordinator at South Alabama in 2007. He took a head coaching job at Jacksonville State in 2013, and then he, he was there for just a, one season, going 11-4 and four with the Jacksonville State Gamecocks before taking over UAB in 2014. Now, UAB, we remember, uh, we remember terminated the program after after the 2014 season, uh, but there was major, major there was that that decision was met with a lot of uh, a, a, a lot of panic, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of people upset people. That's that's the right way. A lot of upset people. Uh, and so, and so, and so the UAB reinstated the program in June of 2015. Now they didn't get back to playing until 2017. Uh, Bill Clark was always uh, stayed on as the head coach, rebuilding the program. He had a huge, huge hand in and in, in getting the protective stadium built right over there, right there in downtown Birmingham, next to Top Golf. Uh, beautiful facility that the USFL has been using. Uh, we remember we recently saw a, a big time Garth Brooks concert over there uh bill clark having a huge hand getting that beautiful new stadium built now bill clark went 49 and 26 over his time uh over his time as the uab head coach he won two conference usa championships and three division titles he went to a bowl game in four consecutive years uh excuse me in four in four bowl games um so so he was going to be greatly greatly missed uh as uab's head coach he's uh turning the program over to he's turning it over to uh to, to, to brian vincent will serve as the interim head coach and david reeves will be the assistant head coach he's recommended to the uh to the administration staff president ray watson athletic director mark ingram that coach vincent and coach reeves both continue in these roles uh, he says they have proven themselves as leaders and winners on and off the field. No one understands the importance and continuity, and they have earned the opportunity to continue leading these student athletes while implementing the strategic plan we've developed for this year and beyond. I have no doubt they will make us proud as UAB Athletics transitions to the American Athletic Conference. As for me, I am not stepping down, but I am uh, but I am not walking away. Excuse me. As for me, I am stepping down, excuse me, but I am not walking away. UAB football, the university and the city of Birmingham mean too much to me. My roots and my heart are here and they will stay here. My future isn't completely clear, but I will remain active in causes I hold dear, including the Children's Harbor football game and the Coach Safely Foundation. I will champ. I will be a champion for UAB and Birmingham, doing what I can to further their incredible progress. So, Bill Clark, we we say a big thank you for your time at, at serving at the UAB Blazers and serving football in the state of Alabama. The Coach Safely program uh, kind of got started with with uh, with Coach Saban and, and, and Kevin Skarbinski and, and Coach Bill Clark to to help youth football and youth football coaches certified in injuries, and and, and they've kind of expanded that program in to other sports so uh he's been a pivotal pivotal moment uh a pivotal pivotal figure in the state of uh, alabama as far as football is concerned and we wish him and his family can uh, a, a lot you know a, a lot of success and a lot of prayers as they're facing as he's facing a back surgery that will uh, probably put him out of commission for a little bit of time as he faces ma uh, massive physical therapy just 55 years old uh, so he you know he's taking some time away to address his health 
I think that uh, I, I think that's a, a strong move for Bill Clark. It's it's a sad thing for us as football fans, but uh, I, I think that uh, Bill Clark deserves to be honored and recognized on these airwaves and everywhere throughout the state of Alabama as he has been uh, instrumental in reviving the UAB program and really just uh, furthering football in the state of Alabama during his career. Uh, so we'll, we're going to leave leave it at that right there on Off the Edge. We'll take a, our first break. When we come back, our phone lines are open at 205-342-9904 if you want to talk about Coach Bill Clark and his impact on the state of Alabama or if you want to talk about last night's NBA draft, Arch Manning's commitment, or anything else you've got on your mind. JR and I, if, if no one is on the line, JR and I will break down the funniest video I saw uh, in the last day or so, right here on Off the Edge. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. I'm Don Hartley with a news brief. On a 5-3-1 vote, the long-expected U.S. Supreme Court ruling to overturn the Roe v. Wade abortion rights ruling that legalized abortion nationwide in 1973 has been handed down this morning. Chief Justice Roberts concurred in judgment only. The basis for overturning Roe v. Wade was written by Justice Samuel Alito. He stated that the court had ruled incorrectly in Roe and another case, KCV Planned Parenthood, that bolstered abortion rights. Alito wrote, Roe was egregiously wrong when it was decided. What this means is individual states are now able to set up their own abortion laws. In 2019, Alabama passed an almost total ban on abortions. It would make it a Class A felony to perform an abortion unless a process is followed establishing the medical need for an abortion based on the health of the mother. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for complete coverage. I'm Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. Where on earth did he come from? Present movies in the park. Take good care of that old yellow dog. It all happens at Government Plaza on Saturday nights for free. So be sure to bring lawn chairs, blankets, coolers, but no alcohol. Food trucks will be on site. All brought to you by Pepsi, Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports, and First Baptist Church of Tuscaloosa. This Saturday, June 25th, featuring the movie Old Yeller. Try it again, sister. Old Yeller will bust you wide open. For more details and full movie lineups, swipe open the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Um. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, They've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, we can take some solace in the fact that today's heat is a drier heat than yesterday, but that means even fewer storms. Just hot today with a high near 96. Fair tonight, the overnight low near 73. A few more storms tomorrow with a high near 95. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 92 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. So when weakness turns my ego, I know you count on me from yesterday. If I turn into
Welcome back. Welcome back to Off the Edge right here on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither and J.R. Moore hanging out with you guys for a little while because you keep keeping the conversation rolling. And let's head out to the hotline right now at 205-342-9904 and welcome in our friend Jeff. Jeff, what's good? You're in Off the Edge. How's your morning going? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Just uh, kind of surprised Mr. Clark stepped down now. Kind of surprised he stepped down, but I guess they got, they'll have interim coaches here and then get one for when they go to the American Conference. They're not going to be in conference anymore after this next year. So yep. they're leaving. Well, I think there's four or five other ones leaving after this year. So there's going to be nine. I think there's nine left after they had the four they're going to add. So after 2022 anyway. So there'll yes, be sir. nine, which, which, our, which our AD likes. He likes the less. He don't want 16-18 team conference. So, which I'm not a big fan of myself. But, you know, that's the way it's going. So I don't think they like it. But. <laughs> they should ask you, Jeff. If, 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 if it'd be the case, we, we stayed at 10. We never, we never went to 12 in 92. We stayed at 10. We, we, we would have went to 12. We would have had Arkansas, South Carolina when they come in. So in 92, we wouldn't have done that. So we just stayed at 10. 10's plenty. And that's plenty enough for me. We don't need 14, 16. I mean, some people want 50 teams in the SEC, I guess. And we'll play 50 conference games in football. We'll play year-round football and take one week off and play again, which y'all want to do. That sounds like that sounds like fun to me, right? I, I know, I, I know, y'all love it so much down there in Alabama. Y'all, y'all just hate, y'all just hate when there's no football going on. Y'all just can't stand it. Y'all just, y'all just, y'all just. <laughs> well, football is king not only in Alabama but throughout throughout America, Jeff. Well, not throughout America, but there's some places there's not. But but uh, you know, some places there's not. But well, the, te- the television ratings like, say elsewhere uh, say otherwise. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, how much longer do you think USFL is going to last? Six months, or think it'll last another year? No, I think it'll, it'll, it'll last. I think it'll last months. another year. It's it's, uh, it's well funded. I think it'll last another uh, year. Yeah, we had the yeah, the yeah, TV's funded. Fox and Fox and uh, Fox wants to throw money down the drain. So. Well, I mean, so, you, you so. ask if it's going to last another year. I think it's going to last well, another what, year. What are, the, what, are what, what are the TV ratings? Are the TV ratings good? Um, they're well. Let's find out. I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. I but no I, I think I, I think that they're. Let's see. USFL TV. The last week, that's what I want to know. Because the, the season's over, I know they get ready for the playoff. I think. Through the regular season, NBC uh, NBC is winning the USF ratings with average draw of one point one four million viewers over eight broadcasts. Fox is averaging eight eight hundred eighty thousand viewers. Uh, and USA is averaging about three uh, three hundred thirty thousand viewers. I guess I, I, I guess I guess I keep them. I guess I keep me keep missed it for the summer. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ball, I it's it's not that great of yeah. football. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, but it's nice to have something on TV. Well, I mean, other than I, baseball, I'd rather, I'd rather watch baseball or, or basketball. Well, that's no basketball on now. The NBA is over. I'm just not a big. NBA. I'm just not a big MLB guy, Jeff. I just. I, I mean. It just doesn't do it for me. Too, too many games, is that it? Oh, too, too many games, too much to keep up with, too slow a pace. It's a four or five hour commitment. I'm just not. I'm just not about the baseball okay. life. I understand. I mean, some people. Let me ask you this: If baseball's too long, then football's not long enough. Correct? There's not enough football games. Well, correct? I mean, it's interesting as you say that. You know, football games. If you just boil down the action, it's like thirty minutes, but they stretch it over. They stretch it over a two and a half, three hour period. I know, and I and I hate that. Just just get just well, play the daggum well, game. Y'all want the, well, y'all want the sponsors and everything. So <laughs> let me ask you. you can't the, have it both the, ways. The, You're the, right. The, the NFL years ago had fourteen 
Oh, well, Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell in the NFL, the owners, they want to play 18 games with with very little preseason. They want to play two preseason games and 18 regular season games. Now, that's probably going to happen here in the next three, four, five years, uh, but they, but you're going to have to add another bye week if you want to do that. Why? Back, 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 back in the day, they played 16, didn't have no bye week. Well, why do we need bye weeks now? Kill them all! Death! Death to well, the players! Injuries well, for well, all. Well, the, the, the ones that wants it. If, if I was the players, I'd stand up. The hell no, I'm not doing it. It's my body. It ain't yours. My body, it's my, my choice. My body. It's me. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean. So, so you, so you think the NBA is too much? Eighty two. No, eighty two is just is is fine. I, I think the NBA's got it right. Now, what the NBA is kind of because uh, Adam Silver has been teasing about reducing the regular season. I don't know. I think I think you're, you're hearing a lot of you have heard a lot of NBA guys over the last couple of years complaining about the travel and the back to backs and this that and the other. Back to backs, yeah. yeah. I think that, I think they ought to toughen up a little bit, Jeff. Well, I mean, I, I ain't got no. I think eighty two is enough the NBA, but to me, to me, people people think baseball's too much and football's not enough. That's that's oxymoron. That, that, that you're being a hypocrite. If, it, if baseball's too much, I want, I want sports every day, Jeff. I want I want an, an, an well, event every day. You, you can watch baseball. That's a sport. It's because you don't want to watch it. It's because you don't want to watch. Hey, why don't you come down here to come down to Tennessee, Alabama? Have you, ever, have you ever heard of vintage baseball? You know what that is? Mm, yeah, tell me. They, they play rules of, like in the Civil War, eighteen sixty four. So what they do is they Tennessee has there's about twelve teams. There's some in Knoxville, Chattanooga, or some around here in Middle Tennessee. They, they play barehanded. Oh. When, when, when they when they hit the ball to them, when they, when they throw it to first base. They got to catch it with the bare hand, the ball with the bare hand. That sounds bare-handed. that sounds interesting and a little dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 bare, it's barehanded. And of course, they have bad and everything. But uh, but they they play rules and, and they have rules like if, if if you're in the outfield or the infield and if, if the ball bounces once and you catch it, the batter's out. That's one of the rules. Another rule they have is they don't run through the base. They run to the base and go around it. They don't run through the base and come back. If they, if they, if they do that, you're out. I mean, you're out. I believe. I believe that's a rule. But there's different different rules. They different rules. Sounds they like have. they're but trying to get a lot of people hurt. Well, no, it's no, it's, it's just people that, that they they have different. They play on the weekends. Like I said, they started out with two teams over ten years ago in Tennessee. I think other states have it too, but they, they've got like a dozen teams now, and they play all over the state of state of Tennessee. They there's teams teams here where I live, and there's teams in Franklin and Nashville and Chattanooga and Knoxville and different different places, parts of the state. And it's it's really interesting to uh, it's why. But the thing I like about sports is see, I like sports in their seasons. I, I I don't want I, I don't want a football in the middle of May and June, and, and I don't want basketball then either. I want basketball when it, when it is. I want football when it is the fall. I don't want I don't want all these major league football and all USFL XFL. Because all they're going to do is fail eventually. Well, if they it's fail, that, that, that's their own problem, right, Jeff? That, that ain't our What's problem. If they fail, that's their own problem. Well, they're, they're the problem is they never should have started to begin with. Cause they lose, lose, they lose, they lose money, lose their shirt. That's their problem. It's I not mean, my I, money. I, I, is, is it your money, Jeff? It's not my money. But people want, people want to throw money away. I mean, the old, the old USFL would have lasted if you know who hadn't come in and tried to keep <laughs> the NFL. The, the former president of the United States tried to come in and, and try to tell them, let's, let's, compete, let's compete with the NFL. We know how that lasted. They got a grand total of $3 in, in a court case. So we know how that, that didn't last, did it? You, 
yeah, you ain't gonna compete with the NFL just like Major League Baseball. Well, that's why they, they they moved back to the spring for for, for the reinauguration. Yeah, but I'm yeah, but I, I just I, I'm just not into. I mean, some people may be into spring football, I guess, but I'm just not. I, I don't I don't see the point of of football when, when it's hundred degrees outside. I mean, I mean, would you like to go to a to a Tennessee Titans? Well, they they're, they're through with it now. During their OTAs, hundred degrees out there, and the heat heat burning up. Heck, heck, heck no, but I, but but I'm not a big Titans fan, so no way. Well, I mean, I mean, well, any any NFL camp, not just Titans. I mean, any, if any, I could yeah. get up to the Bears camp, I would. Well, that's true. I, I like the Bears too. I'm a, I'm a Bears and Steelers fan. There you so, go. All right, I, I, I like them. I like them too. But the Bears aren't very good right now. No, they're they're, they're trying, trying to build. They got to rebuild. They've got to get them a quarterback and a uh, and line. But I do want to ask you one final thing. Watch the draft last night. Can tell you got two players drafted. Alabama got one. I'm, I don't know what's happening there, y'all. I'm only I'm reading one. Uh, uh, who's the the second? Uh, oh no, there he is. There, Ty 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 was the second. Well, are y'all really claiming uh, Shaden Sharp? He didn't play a single minute for you. Well, I mean, we, well, well, Sean Sean Kemp didn't play either. He played in the NBA, so. Yeah, but are you really like yeah. touting him up as one of as one of your guys? I mean, not really, but he but he was but he, but he was at Kentucky. I guess he didn't really play, but you know we, we'll claim him. I guess I don't know how they I don't know how they how they do that, but uh, but uh, but uh, but you know what, you know, what's he going to bring to the NBA? Like, okay, uh, initiate. Did he not play this year because he was uh, NCAA ruled him ineligible? Well, yeah. he just didn't he, he didn't he didn't play. He, he was, he was going to come back this next year. Play. He decided not to. Was he, he hurt by any for, for any reason? Or no, he, I don't. So I, I really don't know. So he just took know. he just took one of Coach Cal's scholarships and said, "Kick rocks." No, yeah, whatever, whatever. That's, that's, that's Coach Cal. That ain't my business. So that's Coach Cal. But, but see, that's, he that's sounds like a loser. Well, what's that? He is? Who, who, who is Sharp? I mean, he's, he sounds. Well I mean, well, I mean, that's up to him. If he, you know, if he wants to play in the NBA, I mean, you know, if he don't want to play in Kentucky. That's, he should have just gone to the G League instead of going to Kentucky. Well, that well, that's true. But he he, he didn't want to. I mean, there, there's another kid that, that's doing it in the class. I just saw a little bit ago. He's he's uh he was down two or three schools. And he's going to G League. So I mean, if, if they want to, if they want to do that, more power to them. That's better than you know, wasting a scholarship. I don't see the point. I mean, I don't see the point of it. But you know, we got we got ten we got ten players next year at three walk offs. So we'll see what. We'll see what happens. We got most of our non-conference schedules done, so I see where y'all are playing South Dakota State. Y'all think yep. y'all can play North? Y'all think y'all can play North Dakota State on the back end? Bring, bring, bring the Jackrabbits to Tuscaloosa. I'm, I'm excited yeah. about that. Y'all think y'all can bring the Bison in North Dakota State doubleheader? Think y'all can play if, them? If they want to, we'll, we'll we'll do it. That'd be great. We uh, took down South Dakota State last year. They went undefeated in their conference play, so it, that, that ended up being a pretty good win for Alabama. I think what y'all should do is fly up there and play both of them. Play South Dakota one day and North Dakota State the next. Fly up there. Y'all, y'all we don't need to fly up there. We, we, y'all got all kinds of football money. Use some of savings. He's got plenty. We don't need to fly up there. They, they fly to us. We're Alabama, Jeff. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Coleman Coliseum, yeah, that's a real great, great facility, isn't it? I mean, but, uh, it's a lot of fun when it's full. Well, yeah, I guess 10,000, whatever it is, I guess. Yeah, y'all, y'all might be a one one day. I don't know. But, but uh, you know, we have to. Wait, wait and see with the wait and see with that. But uh, but uh, but uh, but uh, you know, I, I do want to say, are, are y'all playing any uh, any neutral site games? Do you know, we're playing uh, Gonzaga in Birmingham this year. I do. I, I do hear about that. I do so just like we played Gonzaga last year in Seattle, they're kind of neutral site, I guess. We're ta- we're yeah, bringing yes, them. Yeah, we're, yeah, neutral, yeah, neutral site. We're bringing back. Is, are you uh, uh, are, 
played down in Florida over Thanksgiving. Maybe y'all can match up with Ricky P against him. Y'all can beat Iowa. Well, we're, we're in a tournament. We're going to be in a tournament with North Carolina. I'm sure that uh, hopefully Iona will be there, you know. Well, yeah, you you know, get stuck yeah, on that I, I Iona was, loss, I, that I, regular season loss. Like, who, what's the big deal? Well, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, it counts as a game. But what I was going to say is, I saw where the ACC beat team released some of theirs. I saw where North Carolina's playing uh, playing Indiana. That should be a good game. And uh, you know, uh, uh, different other ones too. They they released there. But see, the ACC Big Ten had theirs when you're supposed to have it in November, not when the SEC had it in January when nobody cares. So what's wrong with that? No, I, I hate now. They should have it November, December when it should. You don't, you don't go all playing these conference games and all of a sudden playing. No, nah, that, nah, that, that ain't, that ain't. I don't, I don't like that myself. But, Alabama's I mean, playing I, in, in the Phil Knight Invitational uh, th- this year, and looks like let's see some of the other squads that are playing: UConn, Iowa State, Michigan State, North Carolina, Oregon, Portland, and Villanova. A pretty good sphere right Woo! there. Yes, it is. We're playing. We're playing Michigan State. Start off, so that's our first game. Smarty, neutral site. We're gonna play Michigan, London, England. Maybe you and Jake can get a flight to London. Thank y'all. Shoot, get a flight. Go go to go to O two Arena and watch watch Michigan, Kentucky play basketball. You, you, you gonna yeah. you gonna help us out with that? I'd love to. Well, I mean, I might. I, I, don't, I don't know. I might, I might have to. I might have to, I might have to call up Cal see if he can get y'all on the plane. <laughs> he can get y'all. Maybe he can get y'all. Maybe he can get y'all see. Maybe you can talk to Mitch Barnard. See if y'all get y'all seat on the. Where, where y'all? Where y'all? Some blue coats, y'all. Y'all look good around that house, dude. Maybe y'all. Maybe y'all look better in that blue. Y'all wear that red. So. Well, my high but, school uh, colors were were pretty much the same Kentucky blue. So I love that color, to be honest. Well, uh, I, if, well, if Coach Cal wants it, me it, on the plane, I'll give him some favorable it, it, coverage. It, 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 it's, a, it's a pretty color. I, Kentucky and Middle Tennessee is my two my two favorite universities. Middle Tennessee's my alma mater. Kentucky, I've been a Kentucky fan most of my all my life. Just about so. It's uh, you know the blue and blue and white's a pretty color, but uh, I, but y- y'all y'all hang in there. Have a great weekend. Thank See you, ya. Jeff. Have a good weekend. That's Jeff on the hotline talking some NBA, talking Bill Clark, and just chopping it up with it, with me in general. Let's take a break real quick, Jr. And we'll come back and keep keep it rolling on Off the Edge. This is Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide one hundred point nine Sports Update. It was a big Thursday night for former Alabama basketball players. Alabama's J.D. Davison was drafted number 53 overall to the Boston Celtics. Keon Ellis and Jaden Shackelford didn't get drafted, but Ellis signed a two-way deal with the Sacramento Kings, and Shackelford will join the Oklahoma City Thunder. A court in Mississippi has officially dismissed a marijuana charge against current Crimson Tide cornerback Eli Ricks. And finally, the nation's number one quarterback in the 2023 class, Arch Manning, committed to Texas. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Play it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Follow Off the Edge on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for live streams and instant analysis. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues.
big thanks to Jeff joining us on the Off the Edge Hotline, uh, 205-342-9904 in the last segment. You can jump in. There's still time to jump in and talk about any of the topics we kicked around today. Arch Manning uh, committing to the University of Texas. J.D. Davison, Jaden Shackelford, and Keon Ellis stepping into the to the their next phases of their career, all going getting in, in, into the NBA, getting NBA shots. J.D. Davison drafted 53rd overall by the Boston Celtics. Keon Ellis earning a two-way contract with the Sacramento Kings, and Jaden Shackelford invited to their summer uh, to the Oklahoma City Thunder's summer league team. So we'll have to watch Summer League pretty closely to see how those three guys uh, compete. That'll happen in a couple of, a couple of weeks as uh, teams are, are, are trying to evaluate the bottoms in, the bottom end of their rosters and uh, see what they want the 2022-2023 seasons to look like. Uh, everybody's chasing the Golden State Warriors, and I think they're still going to be chasing them after uh, they're going to return a lot of their a lot of their lineup. Obviously, their core lineup of uh, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Kevon Looney as well, but you're going to have a lot of uh, ancillary pieces re- return as well. Andrew Wiggins still under contract. Jordan Poole looking to get paid. Uh, we'll see if they can keep him on the roster uh, for the Golden State Warriors. Everybody chasing the Warriors right now. And for us as Alabama fans, we get to uh, pay attention to three more teams. I mean, oh, my gosh, you're going to make me pay attention to Sacramento Kings, Keon Ellis. Keon, I, I need you to get traded like ASAP. The Kings are awful. Uh, so may- maybe that'll be a, a reason or a chance for him to make the NBA on a very, very bad team and earn some paychecks. Keon Ellis, we're pulling for you. Jaden Shackelford, the, uh, the the Thunder, are really trying to use the analytics as they've acquired so many first-round draft picks over the, hand- over the last handful of years, over the next handful of years. And we'll see if Jaden Shackelford can improve his three-point shot. So uh, it, it is off the edge, and it's Jacob Harrison's show. So I want to spin it around a little bit, spin the conversation around just a little bit, and honor Jacob Harrison by talking some Pittsburgh Steelers. And with that, I want to talk about Najee Harris. For, uh, current current Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin recently joined the Pivot podcast, which is with Ryan Clark, Shannon Crowder, and Fred Taylor. We talked about the Pivot podcast earlier in the week, I believe on Monday, Monday or Tuesday, when I was filling in for it for, for inside the locker room. Uh, we talked about the Pivot podcast, and they talked about they talked about rookie rookie dinners with Garrett Wilson, uh, and and just how what he should expect paying paying uh, p- p- you know footing a huge bill to pay for a lot of his teammates to have a rookie dinner. Um, but so the the Pivot Podcast is really getting some great guests, and er, uh, as well uh, earlier this week they also had Mike Tomlin, and Mike Tomlin uh, was talking about a ton of things, a number of things, but uh, but specifically to us, he was talking about Najee Harris, and it, it, Mike Tomlin, you can read about it on Tide109.com, I wrote about it last night, he says that Najee Harris, he said Najee is a leader, he's a born leader, he's got good football morals, he sees the game the way we see the game, he wants to be a part of what's right, so, he, so that needs to be cultivated, that needs to be trained, but really, going back to last year, I challenged Cam Hayward to help him grow in that way. So what does that mean? What does that look like? We give our time and our space to that young man. We're not going to ask him to lead without teaching him how to do it. What it looks like, what it entails, not only in our words, but in our actions. So Cam Hayward and myself are opening up our time and our space to that dude. We're showing him the why, 
why that we why do we do why that we do what it is that we do that dude's a bell cow he's going to have to be a bell cow for us so some highly highly complimentary complimentary words from mike tomlin on the pivot podcast uh hosted by ryan clark fred taylor and channing channing crowder uh and Najee harris i mean since he's been in the league he's been in the, he's going into his second year he he turned in a pro bowl season in his first year rushing for 1200 yards and, and hauling in 467 yards receiving 10 total touchdowns for Najee harris and that's a great start that's a great rookie year but let me but they're going to ask him so much more this year uh with the departure of, of ben roethlisberger now let's be honest. Ben, Big Ben was not necessarily the same Big Ben that we've seen over the over the course of his 18-year career uh, last season. He was a, pretty much a shell of himself after returning from that elbow slash tendon injury uh, that, that hampered his 2021 season, uh, or excuse me, 2020. 2020 season, yes, where he missed a lot of that, a lot of that time. Uh, but Najee Harris is going to be asked to do even more this year as the Steelers brought in Mitchell Trubisky to play starting quarterback. And I got a little soft spot in my heart for Mitchell Trubisky being with the Chicago Bears, but obviously I have no illusions about him being an elite quarterback or even uh, an upper echelon quarterback. They drafted Kenny Pickett uh, in, in the first round. He was the only quarterback drafted in the first round. So the Steelers are going are undergoing some transition uh, and so Najee Harris is going to be an important part of that tra- uh, transition uh, he, he, Mike Tomlin talked about Cam Hayward and if you don't know Cam Hayward he plays defensive line for the Steelers he's been playing for the Steelers since being drafted in the first round in 2011 and he's had five Pro Bowl seasons three first team all pro seasons uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers he's been a mainstay on that defensive line really since he was drafted in 2011 and, that, and that's something that's very uh, unique to the Pittsburgh Steelers they when they draft guys and the guys prove themselves, as Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Hayward have done, uh, even the Pouncey brother who played up front for Ben Roethlisberger, uh, you've you, you seen a lot of uh, longtime Steelers players, and I know J.R. Moore and probably hateful of the Steelers as a Ravens guy, but but he's, you know, the Steelers have done a lot of things right. They've only had three head coaches in the tenure, in their tenure, uh, pretty much since their tenure. Uh, they've won what six Super Bowls now, six, seven Super Bowls. They had one under Bill Cowher, one for Mike Tomlin, and what four or five under Chuck Knoll. So you, the Steelers have been a great, great organization under the Rooney family. And I think that they drafted a guy in Najee Harris last year who really is, is going to carry that tradition of hardworking. Uh, do things the right way, really represent the organization well. I think Najee Harris is really uh, is really fitting that Pittsburgh culture very very well. Uh, so so it's going to be interesting to see how much more they re- rely on Najee Harris. But Mike Tomlin stepping out and, and really identifying Najee Harris from an early early stage that he is a leader, a born leader is what he calls him. Uh, he says he sees the game the same way that we do, and, and the, the we in that scenario being Ryan Clark, who played for Mike Tomlin for a long, long time, uh, and uh, Channing Ch- 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 Crowder. And Fred Taylor, who also played uh, play, played running back for for a long, long time as well. So Najee Harris, 
Just, just you. What more can you say about him other than you know? I think he's the best running back that I, that Alabama has ever had. The most talented running back that Alabama has ever had. I know that not that uh, Derrick Henry had probably the most special single season, uh, the Heisman Trophy winning season in 2015, where he helped and helped and led Alabama to a national championship year. But as far as skill sets go, with Najee Harris, his size just a little smaller than than, than Derrick Henry, but I think that smaller size helps him uh, with. With his agility, he's still got all the power in the world that, that, that you could ever want from a running back position. He's got agility, power, finesse. We, we remember him hurtling guys uh, in, in the national in, in the Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame playoff game several times throughout the years here at, at Alabama. He was hurtling already this year in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's a complete running back, able to run routes out of the backfield. We saw that uh, when he was receiving passes from Tua Tungavaloa and Najee Harris, or excuse me, and Mac Jones. <laughs> and Mac Jones. I, I, I'm just a Najee Harris lover. Now, no disrespect to Mark Ingram or to Johnny Musso or anyone else who wore the number 22, but my favorite 22 uh, here with the Alabama Crimson Tide was Najee Harris. So I think that if you are a fantasy football player, you need to go out and get Najee Harris on your roster ASAP immediately because he's, you know, he already turned in a great rookie year last year. He's going to be even big, better, excuse me, even better this year in 2022 slash 2023 as the Steelers need him to be. They're not going to get near as dynamic quarterback play. Now you still got Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Now Chase Claypool recently said he was a top three wide receiver in the game and you know you have to have calm confidence as as an nfl player you have to have confidence as a football player but uh top three receiver in the game i'm sorry chase claypool i do not agree that, that you are uh jr let's, let's run up and take our last break when we come back i want to when we come back i want to talk about kevin durant just a little bit we'll finish the day up talking about kevin durant last night's nba draft lots of nba rumors swirling around and we'll talk about kevin durant and some of those rumors on the other side this is off the edge you're listening to tide 100.9 it's the home of alabama crimson tide sports I'm Don Hartley with a news brief. On a 5-3-1 vote, the long-expected U.S. Supreme Court ruling to overturn the Roe v. Wade abortion rights ruling that legalized abortion nationwide in 1973 has been handed down this morning. Chief Justice Roberts concurred in judgment only. The basis for overturning Roe v. Wade was written by Justice Samuel Alito. He stated that the court had ruled incorrectly in Roe and another case, KCV Planned Parenthood, that bolstered abortion rights. Alito wrote, Roe was egregiously wrong when it was decided. What this means is individual states are now able to set up their own abortion laws. In 2019, Alabama passed an almost total ban on abortions. It would make it a Class A felony to perform an abortion unless a process is followed establishing the medical need for an abortion based on the health of the mother. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for complete coverage. I'm Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. 365, 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe, too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit DriveSafeAlabama.com. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Well, we can take some solace in the fact that today's heat is a drier heat than yesterday, but that means even fewer storms. 
Just hot today with a high near 96. Fair tonight, the overnight low near 73. A few more storms tomorrow with a high near 95. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 92 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We aren't going anywhere. Off the Edge is available in the podcast center on Tide100.9.com. Welcome back into Off the Edge. Time to close down my time on Tide 100.9. Big thanks to Gary Harris and Jacob Harrison for seating the chair for just a little while for me. Let's see. I'm almost to the news that I want to get to. Yes, 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 yes. The problem when you have so many text threads, JR, and so many different avenues to get news is things get lost. <laughs> things get lost a little bit. So yesterday was the NBA draft. Yesterday was the NBA draft, and big thanks to tuning in on the uh, on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant, yes, here we go. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, according to Shams, who is like one of the biggest NBA reporters, Shams, I don't even know how to even say his last name because all I know him as is Shams. Shams Shinaria? Sharania. Sharania. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets obviously fell to the Boston Celtics in the, in the most recent playoffs, uh, most recent iteration of the playoffs. And we all know that the Brooklyn Nets it went out and traded for uh, Ben Simmons, and they've got, their, they've got Kyrie Irving, and they've got Kevin Durant. So they, they've got a, a big, big uh, core of, of NBA superstars. Uh, and now Ben Simmons obviously had his issues and didn't really play at all this year, whether it be a bad back, whether it be anxiety or something else entirely. Uh, but uh, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving now now basically is up for an extension. Uh, and, and he essentially he wants to get a max deal. He, want, he thinks he's a max, max player. Um, and there's a lot of things that kind of go into that. Kyrie Irving uh, was not vaccinated. And then I don't really know if he did get vaccinated. And, and this is not a pro or anti-vax statement, but, it, but in New York... They didn't allow him to play home games for a long time because of the, his vaccination status. Um, so, so the the New York Nets, excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets, the Brooklyn Nets have been uh, bullish on whether they want to re-sign Kyrie Irving to a max contract and whether they want to bring him back to uh, to the organization. Uh, Shams, one more time, Sharania. 
Yep, Sean Sharania. Sean Sharania uh, reports yesterday ahead of the NBA draft sources. Kevin Durant is monitoring the Brooklyn Nets situation and considering his option, options with his future. This now opens a path for Kyrie Irving to proceed on finding a new home via a, an opt-in and trade. And, you know, goodness gracious, KD, Captain Easy stance. We all know what he did. We all know what he did in Texas. He had a decent decent, uh, decent run taking Texas to the Sweet 16, and he was a one-and-done player. And he got drafted by the then Seattle Supersonics, uh, who, tra- who pretty much immediately left to go to Oklahoma City. And he had a pretty nice career in Oklahoma City, uh, was up 3-1 to one on the Warriors, and then lost, uh, ended up losing that series, and subsequently turned around and left the Thunder to to go to the Warriors, um, and, and then ultimately won two titles or one, won one championship and lost a second, won, won one championship and lost a second with the Warriors. Uh, I, I, I believe that, uh, yeah, I, be, I believe the the, 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 the uh, Cleveland LeBrons ended up beating him in one, and they lost the other. Um, so he, he took off. He went off to his own team. He went to the, to, to Brooklyn uh, because you know I want to create my own path. I want to create my own path. He brings in Kevin. Uh, he brings in Kyrie Irving, and now it seems like the partnership is breaking up. And and Kevin Durant, I I don't know what you're wanting here. I don't I don't know how what what your goal is. But really, my guy, uh, I, I I think that um, I, I think that you got to start to settle some roots, and, and maybe that's just the way it is in the NBA. But you've got to settle some roots if you want to establish your legacy uh and brooklyn's a fine place to settle roots i mean have your own team be the leader where where are you gonna go you're gonna go to boston you're gonna try to weasel your way into into boston you're gonna try to go to atlanta to play with trey young you're gonna go to you're gonna try to go play with dallas with luka luka Doncic. where are you gonna try to go uh and, and, and my buddy presented presented a different scenario what if kevin durant is just uh playing this game this leverage game to ensure that the uh to, to back the nets into a corner to ensure that kyrie irving uh, gets a max deal, and bo- and his buddy he and Ky- he and his buddy Kyrie Irving uh, to remain together in Brooklyn. I, and I think that's totally possible. I think that Kevin Durant it, it could be playing 40 chess. We know how much he likes to get on Twitter and interact with the fans through all his burner accounts. I, I think Kevin Durant is a pretty soft guy mentally, so it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if he was trying to kind of Game of Thrones the the, the Brooklyn Nets into re-signing his buddy. Uh, so that he can be in control, a lot like LeBron James has been in control of a lot of the organizations that he's been a part of. But but, but KD, don't don't go out and, and, and fi- look for a new team. You're not gonna you're not gonna find what you want in, in positive reception from the fans if you go to a new team, a team that's already loaded, a team that's already established. What are you gonna do? Go play in Phoenix? You're gonna play in Phoenix next to uh n- next to uh <laughs> next to Chris Paul and Devin Booker? No, I mean come on, Kevin Durant, stay in Brooklyn. Resign, get your boy Kyrie to play all 82 games, not just when he wants to, and you guys get 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 a year together, get Ben Simmons on board with with, with the two of you guys, and and make a run, make a run, and, and establish your legacy all by yourself. That's going to do it for me. Oh, I'm out of time here on Off the Edge. I want to give a big thanks to J.R. Moore for hanging out with me for the last three hours. I want to thank Will Miller and Kendall Hollowell for hanging out with me as well. We heard from Tom. We heard from Bryce. We heard from George and Macon. 
I heard from Jeff in Tennessee. Lots of the callers calling in on the hotline today. Big thanks to all of them for hanging out with me and listening. And thanks to you. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy your uh, your, your, your weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday uh, pretty much for a regular lineup. So coming up next, we'll have the Jay Barker Show. Jay Barker joins us tw- tw- 12 until 2. Ryan Fowler takes you 2 until 6. Tied tonight, 6 to 7. And we'll shut it down with the Chuck Oliver Show right here on Tide 100.9.